Episode 74. Uh, I was going to say it's Big Weiss. That's not it. No, that <laughs> isn't it. We don't have an episode title. We have to say something funny in the next 45 minutes so that we have an episode of the title. Volume 7 is here. Uh, my two co-hosts are, as always, oh, Curly. As always. Hello, it's me. Just like last yes. time. Yes. And Nora. That's me. That's you. Ruby Volume 7. It's here. Finally. Uh... All is well. God's in his heaven. All's right with the world. <laughs> Are you ready for a season about anti-fascist organizing? Genlock is dead. Long live Ruby. <laughs> Genlock is dead. Long live Genlock. <laughs> Let's be real. They put Genlock in this in this season. They put Genlock in this they season. They put like a bit. the the teaser at the end of Genlock season one is just like they're just gonna do that for this season of Ruby instead. Anyway. I'm going to assume that's really funny because I haven't seen Genlock, so... <laughs> I don't know that I would recommend Genlock. I would recommend yeah, I got that. I got that energy it. from the discussion about it. Like, I had an okay time watching Genlock. I had a great time. I'm glad. I had a great fucking time with the TV show. <laughs> I fucking like the show. Would you like to host the podcast? Because you've got an energy. <laughs> I just recorded a podcast not 20 minutes ago. Uh, definitely yeah, 20 minutes ago, up. because 20 minutes ago, I told Curly, you had a mild stomachache. Hey, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Why don't you take a camera into the woods and find a fucking Blair Witch? <laughs> Witch. <laughs> I was going to ask, where do we want to start this episode? Do we do, like, summaries on this podcast? No, we do by characters. Okay. Oh, so, that's that's something I want to talk about. Actually, one of the things okay. that I wrote down in my notepad about this episode, which I do okay. I'm a professional. Is yes, thank God, are, someone on this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> there are I, I noticed it at the end of the last season as well, but there are conspicuously many characters in this show now. There like, are so many characters. <laughs> so I'm sure uh-huh. we'll get to that. But like, there's a part where they walk into a room and have a conversation with a character that we haven't met before this episode, and his room is nonsensically big for the role that he has in the show because it has to fit 17 other people in it so they can talk to him. It's, it's very funny to watch them come out of that scene and walk across the street in a big line and it's just yeah. like eight people. I I noticed it particularly um, to jump ahead in the scene where Penny comes back because then we have to get each character in turn saying how they feel about the return of Penny, to which Maria simply says, I've never met this person. Is she important? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the cast has ballooned to such a degree that, yes, there's someone who's part of the main cast now that has never met someone else in the main cast. It's wild. Uh, and that's not even counting the other characters who we really care about still, who aren't even in the show anymore. Like... That's not even counting like Neo and Cinder and Tyrion and the Doctor Who. Um, 
you know. Must yeah, happen. yeah. Oh, sure. okay. Uh, I was like genuinely staring at you and like, who the fuck are you talking like, about? I'm not even talking <laughs> about that. I'm talking about like Coco. Where's Coco? I thought we Where were going to get Coco? the return of Coco for like one second in this episode. No. I guess there is. Sorry, you go ahead. You said, oh, is it Team Coffee now? Because the music started kicking up. And I was like, oh, no, no. I know what's <laughs> happening here. Mm. Um, it was not Team Coffee. It was Penny. Yeah. Who is great. And I love Penny. What were you going to say, uh, Curly? I was going to say... You Penny. Yeah, I mean, that would be fine. I'd be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, I guess that if the this show's, like, reputation for pandering to me season by season goes is that they'll probably save Coco for next season the way that they had Penny this season and Yang and Blake last season, right? That's how that works. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of Yang and Blake, um, I guess I'll start this conversation in the logical... I guess I'll bring up the thing that I was planning to start this conversation with, is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Which is that... I left last season feeling a little low because I was like, oh, they're kind of non-committal about the Blake and Yang stuff. I don't know. I'm feeling a little... Mm. And then this season, it starts great. They're just pandering to me. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> I good. I be more pleased. I love being pandered to. That is my whole shit. <laughs> it's great, yeah. I think between seasons, I like put my expectations in a better place mm -hmm. because you and I before volume six came out had watched all of Ruby in this like whirlwind. Yeah. Right. And I was like watched season six and was like now at the end of this like weird whirlwind thing. And, and now it gave you a bad sense of Ruby's pacing. I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not a fast show. No. Mm -hmm. And so now I've come into this season with just the expectation that I will see all the characters I like mm -hmm. uh, do things, mm -hmm. and I don't <laughs> necessarily need the plot to be amazing because I just like these characters. I, yeah, I'm definitely here for the characters primarily. I don't need to get... I, they don't know this. I don't need to get my ideology from Ruby. <laughs> um, I don't even need the representation from Ruby. Mm -hmm. But it would yep. be nice to see the two girls that I want to kiss kiss. It would right, be nice. Exactly. So that's yeah. where I'm at with this, right? It's like I am totally here for the characters. I'm totally here for seeing the characters interact and grow. And I guess the thing is that those characters have the best opportunity to interact and grow when they're given interesting situations to be in, right? And kiss in. And kiss yes. in, yes, absolutely. That's very important and not to be forgotten. <laughs> we, uh, you know, top ten kissing moments. We just got to figure out all the best plots to produce kissing. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, you just write, you write, they kiss ten times on a whiteboard, and then think right. of the good groups <laughs> and write them in between. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first up, we got to do Bumblebee. We got to do Blake and Yang. Uh, we got. I think we save White Rose, which is Ruby and Weiss. We save that for like way later because they're a little. They feel a little younger. They sh they need to like grow up a <laughs> yeah. little bit, and they need to like really come into their own as partners before they can be partners. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And Sun and Neptune, just come on. <laughs> Where's Neptune? Someone Where compared me to Sun the other day, and I was so glad that in the time between. 
uh, season six and season season seven, I learned the word himbo, and so now I just have a word for son. Uh-huh. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to um, mantle. Yes. Tell me what happens in this episode. We get there. There's some bits about uh, old lady is rude to air traffic control, uh, yep. and they land, and the cops don't like it. So they go check it out, and the characters sneak away, and they find themselves talking to Pietro, who was the creator of Penny, mm-hmm. and also who made Yang's robot arm. Yeah, Yang's and robot he's arm. He's surprised that she painted it. Huh? Which why wouldn't you? I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got a fucking aesthetic. You're gonna paint your fucking arm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, some grim attack. Uh, it's really great. Crow's little cut away where he fights the Grim is great. I love mm-hmm. Crow. Uh, I love of, just... Speaking of Crow, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just, the very no first line... Fanfare. No fanfare whatsoever. They're like The first or second line is spoken by Crow with his new voice actor and it's just fine. Whatever. Nobody says anything. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's ideal. I'm glad they didn't like hang a lampshade on it. I yeah, thought the first yeah. line that he read was like really rough and then every other line yeah. of the episode was like, Okay, it's a little different, but it's basically... It's, yeah, it was... I didn't think it was even that different. I can tell it's not Vic, but um, it's fine. You know, like, like, it's what, still good performance. It is smoother than Iroh from Last Avatar... Last Avatar? Avatar The Last oh, Airbender. <laughs> um, and that is a change that I didn't notice as a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice as a kid, but I remember noticing that change, like, more profoundly yeah. when I came to it as an adult. Definitely. Um, so, Crow, finally some good luck. Crow. Finally. Uh, he's not, he's no longer being voiced by a abuser. Sexual predator, yeah. So, that's Ooh. great. Yeah. We love that. We love that for him. You, love, you absolutely love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Get King fu- shit. Get fucked, Vic Madonna. <laughs> Get fucked by the court. <laughs> Not to, not to go too hard on this tangent, but have you seen how his lawyer is like constantly filing like uh, mi- like he's filing mistrials for a trial that hasn't finished yet? Like no. his lawyer is his lawyer is apparently just completely and utterly out of his depth and is just using legal words that he doesn't understand. <laughs> Amazing! It's, it's pretty Perfect. good. And it's all because of this podcast. (laughs) We did it. We killed Vic (laughs) Mignogna. I do remember um, seeing some, like, seeing some news article from, like, a local Austin paper that was talking about Vic Mignogna, and it was just, like, Vic Mignogna, like, fired from Animation Studio and just, like, desperately reading this, like, local news article trying to figure out if it was Rooster Teeth because it was, like... Yeah, whether or not he was suing Rooster Teeth for... Was it defamation? Right, yeah. yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was Rooster Teeth or some other... But he's in a lot of shit. He's so in a lot of shit. It could he's, be a lot of people, he but... certainly is. Rooster Teeth is located in DFW, which right. is only a... Which, Austin is the capital of Texas... So, right, you know, so it would have been near, have, or maybe there's like a Funimation office in Texas. There is a Funimation office in Texas, I think. Yeah, I think so that's true. it's hard to say what that was, but it was very funny to just read about the suffering of Vic Mignogna. In, you know what? It is always good to hear about the suffering of Vic Mignogna. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you have any suffering of Vic Mignola to forward to us, you can send it to <laughs> exportaudiopodcast at gmail.com. Just send us what all your email email again. Exportaudiopodcast at gmail.com. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's an email address. <laughs> oh, there we go. I don't know what this bit is. I'm doing a video thing. I could tell you were doing a video thing, but there's no email and video thing. I know. I just turned to you as if we were doing video thing. And okay. Like, about video games. <laughs> anyway. So, they see Penny. That's where we got into your summary before I interrupted you. Unless you had more to say, Curly. I don't, I don't want to just throw to Nora because she's sitting in front of me. I can't remember if I had anything else to say, so I probably didn't. Okay. I mean, that's, the, that's like the, the end of the episode, right? Uh, then they get a, the, the fucking ace ops right. police come and take them away. So Penny shows up. She does a laser light show and kills all the Grimm. Uh, and then the cops, not the cops, the mega cops. The show, mega cops. The super cops show up. Mega cops. Um. Anyway, Penny leaves to go fight more Grim or something, and then uh, the <coughs> Ace Ops. Which do you get it? <laughs> do you get it? Ace Ops. I don't get Ace Ops. Let me pull up TV tropes real quick. Oh, I understand now. Ace Ops. Just as uh, far as subtlety goes, this is the same TV show that everyone is named after the color of their hair, right? So like. <laughs> You know. Ozpin, he's like the Wizard of Oz. They're they're just named after colors. It just happens to also be that um, <laughs> sometimes the hair color matches up. <laughs> anyway, always Neo. It's like the color of Neapolitan ice cream. Like that's just so on the nose, and it's it's, great. it's fucking incredible. Nothing will ever be better than Neo. <laughs> that's true. Best character. We stand. Giant Bomb's best new character, 2019. <laughs> Is she in Bla Blaze Blue? She, I always yes. called it Blaze Blue, been, which would have been just been added to Blaze Blue Cross Type Battle. Yeah, I believe uh, Neo's the only non-Ruby Team Ruby character. Nice. Yeah, she is the is the only she's the only additional Ruby character in Blaze Blue. <laughs> I did. I Blast didn't blood. really do it. I started and then corrected myself. <laughs> I said and... blue for a long time because I didn't. Know. Yeah, same. Okay, well. Then I, I got it and played it, and they were all saying blaze blue, and I was like, well, "Why is it spelled like that? <laughs> why is it spelled like that?" <sighs> okay, so Timefall. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just ready to go. Tell me about Timefall. It's the rain from Death Stranding. I was just. Doing oh, okay. A bit. I was just doing a bit. <laughs> Death Stranding is almost here. Tomorrow. We can't talk about we Death to, Stranding on our Ruby podcast. We live in the same world as Death Stranding now. Content veto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it'll be a really nice screensaver for my PS4 while I wait for Jedi Fallen Order. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what I want out of Death Stranding. Content veto. We're not talking about Death Stranding. Stop it. Wait, Vita's here? Stop it. <laughs> Ruby. Ruby's great. It's great. It's I fucking love Ruby. Curly, what do you think of the opening? Yes, I like the opening a lot. Uh, I was it was in previous what's it in sort of inter podcast discussion. It was suggested that we we should rank these and that this was you know up there. And I would say, oh, oh, yeah. it, it is up there, but I don't know if it dislodges any of my legacy favorites. No, it's 
The first one is still the best yeah. one, I, in my opinion. The first one yeah, is still top. Mm, don't agree. Really? Really? What would you have at the top? Second one. Huh. That's my yep. That's my real opinion. I think if I have it as two, I, high, then third. Third is also I'm really. Looking up a list of these just so I can like put songs to um, uh, seasons because I kind of remember all the songs and I kind of remember all the um, ops. But here we go. Ruby ops on Spotify. Oh shit! I almost clicked the wrong thing. Okay, so. Volume one is This Will Be the Day. Mm -hmm. Volume two is Time to Say Goodbye. Volume three is When It Falls. Volume four, Let's Just Live. Volume also, five, The Triumph. And volume six, Rising. Volume seven is, I saw it on YouTube, I, I, I think Trust Love or something like that. Yeah, I saw Trust Love. Yeah, yeah. Because I went to look for it before we started recording this and couldn't. I could find the song, but not the actual <laughs> video, which I think is actually quite fun to. Yeah, yeah, the, the video's not up. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember five and six very well. This is the thing, right? Like, I can remember one of those two. Like, I have the sound of it in my head, but I don't know which mm -hmm. one it is. I remember the other one being quite deeply unmemorable. Yeah. Whenever I try to think of volumes five or six OPs, I just think of Let's Just Live. Right, that's the thing, right? Like, Let's Just Live is like... So, I, so this is the thing I would say about those OPs, is that... The music, the, the, like the whole style, I guess, mellows out in a really heavy way between three and four in a way that is shown in four in a really like good way. I like the fourth one a lot, but it's mm. weird to get used to initially. I, th I found that anyway. And then, yeah, I definitely think that's true. Yeah, but then I didn't like five and six as much as I now like four, but seven is really good. Yeah, I, I also... Um visually was a really big fan of seven i think like it integrated a lot of 2d animation which i wasn't expecting yeah, yeah. i feel like a lot of the ruby ops visually are kind of okay i liked season six the way it teased a lot of stuff but yeah, like this was good uh I'll, visually a lot of them are just kind of like there and i felt like season seven like oh we're teasing some plot stuff we're teasing like some character stuff, like, uh, and we're also just gonna show you a cool thing. We're gonna show you the cool character redesign in just like a really good full body pose. Like, um, I thought like they did a lot of that. They did a lot of what I want from a season seven OP. Oh, you know, yeah. here's the new outfits. Yeah, just like yeah. Uh, also, some new characters in that OP. Can't wait to meet them. Yeah. Oh yeah, including the the hypercops. Oh yeah, the yeah. hypercops were in there. We keep we mega cops, super cops, hypercops. We got uh, we'll settle on something eventually. Super turbo cops. I, I <laughs> certainly hope not. I, I will endeavor to find World a new warrior cops. <laughs> cops colon arcade edition. <laughs> is that is that our episode title? <laughs> cops colon arcade edition. I like that. <laughs> um, that makes it sound like it's a spinoff of the TV show. Cops. It does. That's why I like it. <laughs> Virtua Cop now. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see what happens in this season. I bet next week, this week, what is it like three, four Soon. days from now when the episode? Yeah, yeah. 
we're a little bit late on this recording. Um, uh, but the next episode, we're going to get a lot of villain stuff. I bet. Yeah, I bet. I I so. Because it's set up a lot in the OP, right? Yeah. Yes. It's set up... This episode sets up that there is something amiss in Atlas. Yeah. But we don't have... We haven't tied that to specific characters and specific motivations yet. So we did have a bad scene where a drunk is racist to Blake <laughs> yes. for being a faunus. Yeah, um, uh, that, that was weird. <laughs> and the drunk voice is so cartoonish while it's trying yeah, to do this. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound good serious, at all. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a cartoony drunk voice trying to talk about like serious like political drama, and it's just yeah. bad. Well, and, and then, then it was like, oh, Ruby. Right, and then that <laughs> that scene ends with like um, Weiss. Uh, that scene ends with Weiss just being like doing something, and the writers being like, "Hey, don't forget, we changed that whole thing where Weiss is racist. She's not racist anymore. Please do <laughs> yeah. not forget, Weiss yeah. is no longer racist." <laughs> oh yeah, she like catapults the dude into the trash can. She which is good. Know. Which is yeah, good. You good. should catapult racists into trash That's cans. That's true. <laughs> um, there's also the part where, like, somebody says that this apartment is shitty, and then a piece of wood falls off of the ceiling and hits the ground. <laughs> okay, Ruby. It's a Looney Tunes <laughs> bit. Welcome back, Ruby. <laughs> it's literally a Looney Tunes bit. <laughs> I, I, I forget sometimes that Ruby is constantly trying to thread this needle of, like, being YA fiction and being a little bit younger than YA fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were. We've YA talked YA fiction. I think that's a Rush song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know Rush songs, so it's funny to me. You don't know Rush songs, I, so it's I, not I know funny Rush to songs. you. Tell me, name me. Please, can we not <laughs> name Rush Explain my very poor joke. And <laughs> Anthem by Ayn Rand is a Rush song. I have a very funny story about 2112 uh -huh. that I probably shouldn't tell because it involves someone's PIN number. Okay. Yeah, I heard the story. Have you told and... that part of the story? <laughs> like, we all can imagine... The uh -huh. story based around the song 2112 and someone's pin number. We can all fill in the blanks and I don't need to like maybe give away someone's personal information. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that, that was a funny story. That went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we've talked before though about how like, especially since Ruby Chibi started existing, like the comedy in Ruby itself has started following a little bit of that format too of like, oh yes, a comedy piece of wood is going to fall from the ceiling suddenly. A perfectly square piece of wood. Yeah, like, um, yeah. And, and in fact, now that you and I are watching Teen Titans, it's totally the style of humor that's in Teen Titans. Definitely. You know? Um, and it, it's fine. Like, I would find it obnoxious if this weren't Ruby. I think it's well executed. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was decent. Like the the it was sort of like weirdly fast as comic timing goes, but it worked. I liked it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ruby is like YA fiction with too much coffee. Yeah, it does feel that like might, yeah, yeah yeah. They've got four whole characters on coffee. Uh huh. On <laughs> <I've> team <seen> coffee. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You proud of yourself? No, but I wanted <laughs> you to laugh. I was desperate for you to laugh. <laughs> now that's a podcast title. Right <laughs> uh, anyway, I love Ruby. I can't wait to see what happens next time. Uh, who do we think is going to die this season? Oh, Crow, right? No, no. I think I think now that the stuff with Vic is more or less settled, like Crow is safe again. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think Crow was yeah. I think Crow was like had a target on his back since before all of that stuff. Like since season four, fair. I felt like Crow was going to die because okay. he's like the most mentor character for the these characters. Okay, so like so, Salem is going to kill Crow or something. They're going to confront the, Salem. In order to set up what I my prediction for this, I feel like we should talk about the this episode a bit more because I feel like we've kind of glossed over the details, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> we do really that. bounced all over the place. I think next week I'm gonna come with like a bullet you're, gonna do a summary? Summary? you're getting a call. Uh it's a collection agency. I don't need that. Um <laughs> just don't need that negativity in your life. <laughs> Check your vibes, y'all. <laughs> There's a story Rob Zachney, uh, a character in Ruby, uh, told on Waypoint Radio one time about how like, <laughs> a collections agency just kept calling him, and he's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And that's the energy that I aspire to. <laughs> it does also sound like Rob Zachney from Ruby. Yeah. Whose name I will remember soon. Yeah. Hazel? Hazel, yes. <clears throat> um, the fuck was I going to say? Oh, yes. Next week, I'm going to come with a bullet-pointed list of things that happen in the episode, not because we need to strictly adhere to it, but just so that we could have something to rubber band back to, because this episode, yeah, yeah. we've been all over the place. <laughs> it's a pretty fucking good summary. I do say yeah. so myself. We, yes, it's just that I interrupted you to dunk on Vic Mignogna for five minutes. Welcome like we to Export like Audio. <laughs> I reached the end point of this episode at what looks like on my uh, on my time signature about the eighteen minute mark. So like, <laughs> I know we saw ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. So I, felt like I, you I was gonna yeah I was gonna set up this 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 read on what's gonna happen this season. So earlier in so this episode is about they go to did you say it was called Mantle this city that's below Atlas? I Atlas believe so. Park. And it's it's implied, I think, that Atlas, like the, the way they talk about Atlas, is that it came along, right? So Atlas, this city in the sky, just just floating around the landscape, and found a, a city to settle above, right? So mm -hmm. that's pretty fucking ominous when you think about it for even eighteen seconds. So like, yeah. But then I, you also, I was about to say, I love Midgar. <laughs> Fuck you. So they, so they arrive below the Midgar plates, and everyone there is, you know. The, the like six characters we see are all some combination of wounded, drunk, and homeless, right? Apart from right. the the like the named characters that we see who we get long conversations with. Also, on all of the buildings are huge screens where fucking Ironwood, who looks like Venom's snake at this point, he hasn't shaved. <laughs> he's, he's got a big depression beard going. Yeah, beard for a man who is in charge of the entire army. Uh, so yeah, he's there talking about how he's there talking to the people, and so is surprisingly Winter Schnee, right? She's talking to the people about how safety is super important. Basically, is a whole lot of fascist coding, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I reckon that 
And I agree with Nora. I reckon Crow is going to die this season. And I reckon he is going to die during some kind of struggle for Winter Schnee's soul. Yeah, I could see that. You think Ironwood is going to shoot Crow? Maybe. That would be interesting. Or maybe... That would be that would be good because there are a handful of people in this episode in uh, who refer to Ironwood as James. It's very funny. Uh, Crow is the first one to do it. And yeah. it's like... Oh, I can easily imagine suddenly the scene of Ironwood and Winter fighting Crow, and then Ironwood kills Crow, and Crow's like last words are like, James, how could you? Or like, James, sure. I trusted you, or something. On the other hand, Ironwood has, up to this point, been sort of a good guy in the way that Ruby kind of polarizes good guys, bad guys, in that even the questionable characters do have a side. Like, right. are either with Salem or against Salem. Yeah, right. Like, um, even the man who controls the fucking rope. Like, he's, he's like Tony Stark, but with even, like, even less, uh, even less ambiguity than the Marvel movies want to give that guy. Like, even, even those movies who think Tony Stark's a pretty cool guy think he's a kind of slightly shitty guy. But right. In, mm -hmm. in this, that same guy is like, you know, he's really nice. <laughs> yeah. He's also just a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the um, last time we saw him, he was fucking no scoping a sigil beast at a like a, a, a dinner. Oh, that right. oh right. Or like was he, he, he just rips out a gun, shoots a beast, and is like, I'm leaving now. <laughs> oh, Ironwood? Yeah. yeah in volume yeah. three. I totally also forgot about like him just like throwing Torchwick in jail and just being like, yeah. You're gonna rot in here, bastard, and then like leaving. And that is what causes everything to go to shit. Yeah. If you had just shot Torchwick, a lot of things would be a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he shoots this he shoots this creature that Weiss accidentally summons at an Atlas dinner because, I don't know, rich people are being insufferable or whatever before she right, escapes yeah. in season five, I think it was. Right. Yeah. Okay. I should <clears throat> watch Ruby again. I feel like a lot of plot <laughs> details have faded from my mind in the last year. Oh. <sighs> Ironwood's pretty cool. I think they're either like it, like the way that Ruby does polarize these characters. Like either he will become unforgivably like villainous, or he will be redeemed, and they will like find some compromise, and they will yeah, reform yeah. the fascist like society that uh, Mantle has become. I think for sure Winter is going to get redeemed at the end of this, and probably Ironwood will. But I, I'm not as 100% about him. I do I feel like either Ironwood or Crow bites it. Like, they don't yeah. both make it out of the yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, I would say that, definitely. Um, now, to be fair, Ruby has been very gun-shy about killing characters. Yeah. Ever since Pyrrha. Like, I knew the that... characters that have died has just come back to life, right? And so... <laughs> well, there's three characters, because Adam... Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, I was thinking Adam... Penny, but she's back. Pira, and then Torchwood? Question mark. Torchwood. Torchwood. Uh, question Torchwick. Mark. Torchwood Tor is something else. Torchwood is something else. Torchwick? Question mark. But probably dead. Probably and, dead. And, and Leo was killed. Oh yeah, I forgot about Leo. Yeah, everyone does. But yeah. like, <clears throat> most characters don't die in this show, yeah. probably because they want to make twenty seasons of it. Yeah, I saw that. That's a lot of seasons. <laughs> Wait, was that a real number you just pulled up? Yeah, 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 they did say that. What? 
I did say that, right? That's a real number. I, I don't know. I I was just saying that because that's how Rooster Teeth do. Yeah, I'm well, just going to go 20 seasons of Ruby real quick, see what happens. I was interview that intimated that exact number. Or maybe not that they wanted to make 20, but that they think they could. Uh, I'm pulling up an article on Variety.com and vamping. Um, <clears throat> it's renewed through volumes 8 and 9. Um, that's all I'm seeing from a quick glance, but I could... I could be totally missing something. I'm not going to spend more time Googling it uh, right now. Glad we've sort of resolved that. <laughs> Reddit.com. How many seasons will there be? Ruby asked in 2016. Um, they said they keep making it as long. They'll keep making it as long as people interested. I've heard numbers for how far they have planned out that range from six to 20. <laughs> so thank you. Reddit. Uh... Um, um, supposedly, there's rumors that Monty Um planned it, planned out 20 seasons of Ruby script. Um, I would believe that weirdly, but I would believe most things you told me about Monty Um. Sure. Um, no, I know that he like, w like, regularly overworked a lot. Like that was sort of a thing that came up back in the day. So the idea that he would um put that effort in is not unbelievable to me. Hmm. I think that might have been a factor in his passing, but I don't know that for sure. But... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to, uh, to return anyway. to the villains in the show. Yes, yes. So we were talking about, we were talking about uh, like where the, the good-bad divide will sit in this show, particularly with regard to Ironwood, right? So right. this is something that I got from the the new OP that demos at the end of the episode, which is so we get a, a shot of this new character who is hinted at very gently in the episode. Someone is seen putting up a poster with her face on it, and then she yeah, is, I like was pausing and hmm? yeah, I was pausing and like trying to find her in certain frames because she's there and we have not seen her much at all. Hmm. Yeah, so we see a shot of this character looking towards the camera, and then the camera spins around to give us what she's seeing. She's seeing a bunch of people like shouting at a TV screen, which has Ironwood's face on it, and they throw a rock at it, and when the rock penetrates the TV screen, it flickers to the face of Jacques Schnee instead of uh -huh. Jacques Ironwood. So like, yeah. I, I can see that being the way that this ends up going, that actually, you know, the, the bad stuff is Jacques Schnee's fault, and Ironwood eventually you know the the his his arc in this is to discover that and get rid of jacques right yeah sure. jacques siding with salem in some way and iron i don't uh, think he even needs to side with salem it could just be like evil yeah i mean i just feel like evil is siding with salem in this universe so far i don't know um but yeah like Another thing that uh, another like thread that uh, Jacques Schnee picks up on is the one of the last images this show showed us is like so with regards to what qualifies as evil in this universe, right? One of the last images that the show showed us before this season was a, a, a like a slaves brand of the Schnee Dust Company on Adam's face, and you know, right, Jacques Schnee, Jacques Schnee owns mm -hmm. the Schnee Dust Company, so that's true. Dust! I forgot about dust. Remember dust? That's yeah, not a thing that's come up on like, this show in forever. 
Remember when that was mentioned like once per episode? God. Remember the th- two or three times that they retconned the cosmology of the Ruby universe? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I just lie awake at yeah, night. Yeah, I could... Out. I could for sure see see Ironwood getting some absolution from realizing that Jacques was playing him. Uh, that seems about like the level of complexity that this show would try for, right? Um, how do y- oh, you go? Okay, I was going to say it's punching it, like at least for the the coding and the visuals that it's going for in the season, it's punching at a very heavy weight, right? Like, yes. In this first episode, we have fascist imagery, wealth inequality, the fact that people who are victims of wealth inequality are like sometimes, uh, the fact that people who are victims of wealth inequality are like susceptible to, you know, uh, nationalism and like racism, right? Like these are ideas that we may be some slightly worried that <laughs> Ruby is punching for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do more. remember. I remember season five. I remember being so totally bored, so totally bored through the like fake racism plotline for a while. And so I, I worry about this. The one thing I will say that makes me a little more confident in Ruby's ability to handle this stuff is that like, this is also pretty common fantasy and sci-fi stuff of like, like, this is in Star Wars a little bit. This is in Avatar and Korra. This is in um, like hundreds and hundreds of YA books. Like this is not. This is closer to the genre that they're usually used to dealing with, and so maybe like you know, even if I don't trust Ruby's ideologically to handle this as well as I would want them to, like they might be able to do it more competently at least like because they have level. yeah because they have more like similar art to draw from sure you I know could under, i could recognize that the fascinating thing to me looking on twitter is um you know the show started in 2013 i was 20 wow yeah i was about 20 when the show started <clears throat> a lot seems like the vocal the vocalist parts of the ruby fandom to this day, remain high schoolers. Yeah, and the teens. It's very interesting that, like, even as time goes on, like that, it's still hitting that age group. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> teens love anime. It's true. Yeah, I guess, like the sort of you know the, the the central appeal of everyone has a sword that turns into a gun doesn't like mm-hmm. age with the fan base. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, also, it's very cool that. When they're getting ready to fight, Blake pulls out her sword and then remembers it's broken. That's a good yeah. moment. That is a good bit. <coughs> um, the animal shrouds go to hell. I guess it's a neat, a neat way to like. It's a neat way to like. You know, uh, signal to the audience that the the stuff that was left hanging at the end of Volume Six isn't just going to be totally forgotten. Yeah. Gamble shrouds can go to hell. I don't like it. It's a bad weapon. That's, uh, hmm. Are we going to fight about this? <laughs> I guess so. Are you going to bring a real weapon, or are you going to bring an SMG on a string? <laughs> it's, it's okay. So here's the thing. Here's why you're. Here's why that's a bad take. Okay. It's a. <clears throat> so it's a gun. We've established, and it's got a whip, yes. and it's a sword, and then uh-huh. the scabbard. That's another sword. 
That's four weapons for the price yeah. of one. And you don't get two you could, weapons. You could bring you could bring one weapon to this fight. You could bring two weapons to this fight. I'd still have twice as many weapons as you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. Sword, sword, gun, whip. Four weapons. <laughs> my my semblance is winning fights. So you know. <laughs> But you'd still oh. win the fight with fewer weapons than me, thus proving my point. I cool am weapon. a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, like do we have any more closing thoughts on Ruby? I was wondering, do people think that Calavera could die? Because that was the other thought. Uh, I mean, she's already. I think they have too much her. silver eyes lore. She's already had, I th had the thought. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't say so. I, I had the thought, and then I was like, there's too much lore about the Silver Eyes that they're going, like, they will want to impart that lore, and we're yeah. not going to get it all in this season for sure. Right. I mean, Calavera will leave the party. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what will happen. But she could, like, like dispense some super plot critical information at literally any time. <laughs> basically, Crow is the main character that I'm like, this character is going to die. Because mm. of like being a mentor figure to these characters, and just like the way that he has appeared and been shown in in the show from season four on, is just screaming to me that this character is not going to make it to the end. I don't think the room is going to kill a lot of characters along the way. Definitely, like in a in a show that is like in a show that is, uh, <coughs> I guess in a show like in a show in which a character like Crow is not the main focus, he really can't survive until the end because like, mm -hmm. what does that character do in a world that doesn't suck? <laughs> That's fair. <sighs> is well, that, is that a podcast? We might have, we might've done a podcast. Might've done two podcasts. Two podcasts. I did two podcasts. You did two podcasts. I did one podcast. But it's this podcast. It's this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go and do a different podcast called Life after this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, word no, a third know. podcast. A third running podcast. <laughs> Just living, bro. Just vibing. Just vibing. Just straight up vibing. Damn. I might play Planescape Torment after this podcast. I think I'm going to watch The Expanse with Rourke. Okay. Which is a space show. Good. I like that television show. I don't know about television People shows. People like it. Mm. I don't. I haven't watched like a normal TV show in so long. You watched it's just the all Arrow a week ago. Yeah, we watched like two episodes, and then kind of stopped paying attention. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yes, <laughs> I, I hadn't either, and then I finally saw a critical mass of tweets about Succession on my timeline. I started watching Succession. The show's really good. Like really there good. is, um, three years ago. Uh, all those tweets about Succession would have made me watch it. Right now, in 2019, I'm just in a space where I, like, am not interested in live-action TV, I guess? That's yeah, that's, a, that's valid. And so I'm just here watching my anime, watching my Ruby. The last piece of media that I latched onto was Outer Worlds, to the point that last night I stayed up till 6 in the morning writing 2,000 words about Outer Worlds. Nice. So, I went to work and you were already awake, working. And still I still awake. Yeah, still awake. And I went to work at five. Yes. So, yeah. I went to bed past six o'clock. That's it's not a good way to live, bro. I listen. I had to get the words out. <laughs> I mean, I know the feeling. 
well, I want we let's all observe this amazing segue for a moment. If people want to find somebody, will make a segue on a podcast, and no one will mention it. This well, is not that day. We all stopped talking, and I had to be the one to pick up the baton, and I couldn't quite figure out how to do it. And generally, I feel like it's courteous to let the guest do their plugs first, but since you were just talking about writing about words about Outer Worlds, if you put those words about Outer Worlds up on the internet, where would people find those words, Nora? Medium.com slash at Nora F. Blake. At Nora F. Blake. Uh, I wrote something about Code Vein like a week or two ago that's on there. Oh, yeah. Code Vein rules. Code Vein does rule, and nobody cares about it. What what other... Oh, sorry. No, you talk. I was just going to prompt her for more plugs. Okay. I was just going to say that, like, I guess it's like the a function of the, the people that I hang out with, but I feel like everyone I know is talking about, like, like a bunch of people that I know are talking about Code Vein. See, I, the only thing I could find to read about Code Vein was that one Waypoint article that I didn't like. Oh, really? I like that. So, I like that piece. But yeah. Um, I mean, I guess since I at length described my issues with Patrick Klepik's article yesterday <laughs> on Export Audio, I could probably say that this article, I just didn't like it because, like, it felt like it was struggling to defend the game's existence in a way that it didn't really need to, to just engage with what the game was. But I see what you mean yeah. by that. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, literally every headline about Code Vein has the word anime in it, and I'm sick of it. That's fair. <laughs> It's like uh, it's one of those things, right? Where you get a you get a you have an industry that is like past the point of parody, describing every game in terms of Dark Souls. So when you get a game yes. that that describes itself in terms of Dark Souls, that people fall over themselves. They don't know how to talk about it. Like, <laughs> anime Dark Souls injects anime into the heart of Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls anime. Dark Souls anime. You read the Dark Souls comic? No, it looked bad. It's bad. It looked really bad. We should talk about that on Titans next week. Why? Because it's published by Titan Comics? No, because it's a fucking comic book. We talk about comic books on Titans. <laughs> oh, dumbass. <laughs> Weiss, you dumbass. <laughs> didn't, they, uh, didn't they make comic books of this TV show that we're talking about on this podcast? Yeah. Col- coloring books of Ruby? Comics. comics. Oh, yes. They're just very sweet Yuri manga. They're very oh. good. People should read those. But there's also I, the manga that is an adaptation, right? Yeah, there's a, so there's one volume uh, that it, of a manga that I believe just adapts season one of the TV show. Okay. And then there are now four volumes of manga. The first one is red. The second one is white. The third one is black. Uh, fourth one is yellow. Oh. Um, and they're just... And say, like, blue that... <laughs> They're well, very, they're just very sweet Yuri manga. It's the, green. The, the yellow is green in Japan. I have not read the following three, but the first one about Ruby is just Ruby and Weiss like getting into a lot of and then almost kissing, and then the comic ends, <laughs> and it's all just like one and two page comics. It's mm-hmm. all, they're all very short and very. So I, uh, a couple of like so the first two. Edition volumes. The first two volumes of that I lost in the finals of a of a Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle Tournament at a convention I was at. 
And I know the person who won them, and I think I would, I'm going to buy them off him because I want to. <laughs> so you bet some manga in a in a fighting game match. We, okay. we okay. like, if your if your tournament is like uh, free to enter and like has what like twelve entrants, you can't really offer a cash prize. So we just yeah, no, that's fair. I thought prizes. you were going to tell us about like m like Blaze Blue money matches in the bathrooms at Evo or something. <laughs> I mean that's very much my scene too, but uh, not in this yeah, case. no, you just the way you said you lost it. I was, I was like, oh, you went to Barnes and Noble <laughs> and you like came back. And you were like, I'm putting these on the table, <laughs> all or nothing, baby. I could probably do that. Like, I could probably just start just betting Yuri on fucking fighting game matches. That would, that's that's sort of like a money match. Yeah. You can also find my tweets at neither Nora or at Zoetics, Poetics spelled with an X, and you can find my poetry and fiction on Medium on a different account because I'm that complicated of a bitch at medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, X-O-E-M-A-R-S. Okay. Well, once again, normally it is, I think, courteous to let the guest go first, but I have to go to the bathroom, so I'm going to very quickly do my plugs, and then I'm just going to trust you two to, like, outro the show. No, we got it. I love you both. Yeah, both. we got it. Good. Uh, you find me on Twitter at ALI, un ALI, S-O-N, underscore coffee. Uh, I've got a pinned tweet with my podcast. Go listen to Aeroplane. We're going to do Kiki very soon, I promise. Uh, do not hold me down. I'm going to poop. <laughs> Well, that is one way to exit a podcast, I guess. Uh-huh. Tr you try to hug your wife and just, nope. Yeah, she just runs away talking about poo. What the hell? <sighs> yeah. Life's hard sometimes. Life's hard sometimes. Sometimes your wife runs away talking about poo and you don't know what to do with yourself. Femmes, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? They really do be like that. So where can people find you on the internet, Curly? So every other time I've appeared on this or indeed any other podcast, I've made a joke about how I have a bunch of, I have an unfinished video that I have been working on for what turned out to be nine months. And I finished it last week and it's oh, really good and people really yeah. like it. Yeah. I made a, I made a video. I haven't watched it yet. That's okay. I'm going to. And like Autumn says it's my, very good. Yeah. Like all my other work, it's timeless. So get to it when you can, but you know. Um, yeah. As, like most most things that you make, it is timeless. Precisely. Uh, so it's about like it's about the, an important moment in the history of both fighting games and just competitive games as like how they came to be viewed as sports and why it's so cool and stuff like that. It's like I guess it's a, I called it sports writing for video games, but not esports writing because esports writing is really static and boring and doesn't know what a person is uh -huh. or why they would want to read anything. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a lot of fun to make, and people seem to really like it, so you might like it. And you can find it at... Uh, oh, I don't actually have a Vanity YouTube link yet, but if you go to my Twitter, which is twitter.com slash curl Yeah, still curl underscore e underscore brace? Yeah, you'll find a pinned tweet where it's at, or there's a link to my YouTube page there, or whatever. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's also where my tweets are, just, just in case you were wondering. So yeah. Oh, your I, tweets. Oh, my tweets, yes. They're pretty good tweets. They're, they're okay tweets. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm decently okay with the quality of my tweets. I would say. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm on this show now. We're doing, we're doing this every yeah. week. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, 
We're also going to get back to uh, Time to Go Titans when we can. We had to take a couple weeks off because of sickness, but I think we are all on the mend here. Um, Export just went up yesterday as of the time of this recording. I don't know when we're going to post newbies. uh, Maybe like a week after each episode? Who can say? Because I mean, most people are going to be uh, most people are going to be watching them, you know, not with premium accounts, right? So. Oh, fair, yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Newbie. I don't oh, have yeah. a good sign off because <laughs> I don't usually do sign off uh, for podcast. We still do uh, keep it flamio as a fun joke. <laughs> yes, we could do keep it flamio. Keep it Rubio. No, don't keep it Rubio. No, I'll keep it Rubio. Absolutely. I think we've had that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Before we sign off, I need to to say something. I need to say something important. And it's that we didn't do salutations at the beginning of this episode, which is like (laughs) fucked up. It's fine. (laughs) Is it? We need to remember to do that in the future. Dude, it just seems wrong that we didn't do it for the yep. episode where Penny came back to life. That's all I'm saying. Ah, uh, it's fucked up. <laughs> That's okay. Life's fucked up sometimes. As right. always, you can find us on Twitter. I think that we have a... Sh- we're, I'm using the show Twitter a little bit more now, um, which I believe is at Export Podcasts. So, you know... Find us there. Send us emails at exportaudiopodcast at gmail.com and put newbie or ruby or whatever in the subject line. Uh, and we'll read them on the podcast. It's cool. It's a good time. Uh, I'm going to go now. All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Voip life. There's no need to feel down. I said, Voip life. Da 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 da. But a Voip life. Howdy. Howdy. Oh, that's you. That's not Curly. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this sucks. This sucks. Okay, mute yourself. Mute yourself. Bitch. 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 <laughs> We're not recording on your phone microphone, bitch. Well, we're a little bit. No, we're not. Craig's going. Well, yeah, yeah but just mute yourself so that we don't have to. So no, I'm, I'm just. I'm providing fun content, content for later. This is bad content. No one likes this content. <laughs> Everybody's thinking how much they hate the content. Hello, Curly. We have bad content. <laughs> bad content. Oh, no. Because Nora and I are in the same room and Nora refuses to mute her microphone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nora. Hello, Nora. <laughs> awesome. Okay. We're off to a cracking <laughs> start. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Here's the problem. Tell me the problem. I can also hear myself. <laughs> yeah. So I will mute you. I will mute you. Yeah, mute me. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to mute everyone and then myself. Yeah. Okay.
<laughs> I think I can only hear Curly through my headphones now. That's ideal. Yes. Cool. We want you to hear Curly. We don't want you to hear me under any circumstances. No, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to figure out what episode number this is. And then we'll be ready to go. 74. Well, it's 74 of export audio, but I don't know what fucking newbie um, it is. It's been a year. Newbie. Welcome back to Newbie. Newbie season seven, episode one, right? The, the name which doesn't make sense anymore because... Yeah. <laughs> We're the seasoned professionals. <laughs> the name that never really made sense because uh, we did... All me watching five seasons for the first time in one episode of the podcast. That's because we fell in love watching those episodes. That's and, true. Uh, didn't stop the podcast. <laughs> it was like the genesis of our relationship with watching Ruby together. Wild. So okay. our last episode was newbie six, Big Weiss. <laughs> Excellent. You still have that art. We can still use. Uh, I. Probably still have that art, and if I don't have the art, I can get that art. So don't even stress about the art, bro. Bro, don't even stress, bro. Bro, I got you. Fam. Take your hand off my tip. <laughs> I'm gonna intro the podcast just as soon as I find Are you newbie. Dot JPEG. You don't even have Audacity open. I have Craig open. It's fine, honey. Okay, fine. I will open Audacity. <laughs> I like this prologue that we've recorded here, but now we can start the real podcast. Okay. Excellent. Perfect. I do want you to take that Craig clip of the last like Yeah, no, I'll do minutes. the I'll do the waypoint yeah. thing. We'll fucking put it after the music. Okay. People yeah. will listen or they won't listen. Waypoint pioneers of putting your outtakes at the end of the podcast. I I know <laughs> yeah, other people they, have they done invented it. that. They invented that. It's fine. <laughs> hey, have you two thought about being nice to me? <laughs> Advice Media mm. podcast. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it under advisement. Yeah, that's why, you know, welcome to Vice Gaming's new podcast, as in podcasts mm -hmm. were new. Yeah. Oh, exactly. okay. Mark Maron's middle name is Vice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Deep breath, and then I'm going to intro the podcast, and we're all going to stop being funny immediately, okay? Oh, cool. Good. I love that for us. Okay. I love this energy. Welcome back, Curly. I missed you. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It's good to be back. Hell yeah. And this I'm I'm so podcast. glad that I'm back for this exact episode of this exact television show. Holy shit. It's a good fucking episode. It is. <laughs> <laughs> should we like sync our recordings or do we not do that anymore? Oh yeah, we should do that. <laughs> oh real fucking I don't do brain that genius over here. In Cower Hour, I just do it by eye. Yeah, I was gonna That's say what that. I do in aeroplane. But we could be professional. Well we don't we don't do it in aeroplane because Em and I are like, should we hit the button? And then we're both like, Yeah, I just hit the button at roughly the same time so I can more or less figure it out. But, like, I just hit record at a random fucking point. I don't know when or yeah. if Curly hit record. <laughs> I, I, I at some Curly. point in that last, uh, during the, you know, the prologue, I hit record. Okay, what's okay. past his prologue? So uh, we're gonna clap, clap at 55. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. Let's clap at 50. Okay. I didn't want to clap because you were <laughs> clapping and it would be weird. 
There you go. Now you have a, a lot of choices of claps to synchronize the recording to. <laughs> okay. 